day on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. All right, the federal liberals will roll out their carbon pricing plan to the provinces today. The provinces will have until the end of 2018 to introduce their own. And if they don't, Ottawa will impose its own model on them. To talk more about all of this, Dr. Warren Maybe is with us, Director of Queen's University Institute for Energy and Environmental Policy, and is with us now. Hello, Warren. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for taking the time to join us. We certainly do appreciate this. Uh, what are you expecting from the Prime Minister's office today? Well, I really expect them to put in place what they've been promising, which is some kind of a scheme, and we've been hearing that it may be a combination of cap-and-trade and and carbon tax, two ways to put a price on carbon, Um, and they'll essentially roll that out in any province that doesn't introduce their own method of of pricing carbon. You know, this has become the go-to tool, the go-to policy to try to deal with our greenhouse gas emissions, uh, putting a price on carbon. Uh, The federal liberals have made it part of their job, really, to make sure that there's some kind of consistency in price right across the country. And your thoughts on this? Well, I mean, you have to think about why we might price carbon in the first place. A lot of people, I think, get very hung up on the dollar value. You know, how much is it going to cost? What's that going to mean for me? But you know, in reality, we want to price carbon not so much to raise money, although you could certainly argue that maybe governments do want to raise some money. Uh, we want to price carbon so that people will change their behavior, that they'll do something different uh, and reduce that overall footprint, the emissions that are associated with what they do. Uh, so is this the right way forward? I think in some areas carbon pricing can work. In others, it's going to be very difficult. What more can Canadians do that they aren't already doing with what we have as far as transportation and and other alternatives? You know, a big part of the problem is that your average Canadian family doesn't have a lot of choices uh, when it comes to what their carbon footprint looks like. You know, think about your house. You don't have a lot of options on how you might heat your house. Uh, You can insulate, you know, you can put better insulation in, you can have better windows and doors. All of this costs money. Uh, All of this, uh, you know, has to be budgeted for. It can take your average family years and years to bring a house up to, you know, a high level of performance. They may or may not have access to public transit. Um, It may get them to work or it might not. (laughs) You know, in many cases, the options just aren't there. And so when we start talking about a plan for Canada to reduce emissions, uh, there will need to be some money to create those options. You know, we've got to have uh, the alternatives before us before Canadians can make better decisions. Are we doing that? Um, In some cases, yes. Uh, Certainly, we're seeing some positive signs from this government in Ottawa that, you know, they want to push forward on transit. Uh, They have been very proactive on trying to promote that, although we've yet to see kind of the big... Uh, infrastructure outlays that we're hoping to see in that space. Um, It would be good to see money go into better buildings, Uh, you know, a a stronger building code uh, and more uh, energy efficient, closer to net zero buildings, uh, which would really reduce our overall footprint. And then the big one lately is uh, transit uh, or transport, the big trucks. You know, we have a lot of big trucks traveling around Can we do something to bring those emissions down? That is a very difficult area to deal with. Why are there more than one system? Why why haven't we figured out something that will work universally? And I I think that's 
what helps, I guess, create skepticism is nobody's sure where the money's going. Um, again, it's almost as if we're putting the cart before the horse. Yeah, um, a lot of people would like to see a single system come in. Uh, what I like to tell my students is that you know, maybe there isn't just one price for carbon. You know, when you start to think about all of the different places where we emit carbon, uh, electricity is a good one. There are a lot of alternatives for generating electricity now. You know, we have solar panels, we have uh, wind farms, we have hydroelectric power, there's nuclear power, there's lots of ways to generate electricity that's pretty green. And so the price you need to put on carbon to make change happen might be relatively low. But the price you might need to put on carbon to change the way that people heat their homes could be pretty high because that's a that's a entire paradigm shift uh, to step away from using natural gas or to you know go to uh, kind of passive heating systems or heat pumps or something like that it's a very different system it could be much much more expensive and that's why I think we're seeing different systems roll out you know some of them are geared at industrial uh, emitters who can make big changes in a factory that really reduce emissions others are really geared at us consumers and and they're more that incremental change. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.